We're rolling. Welcome to the House Dudes Podcast, where we invite you to follow us on our journey towards financial freedom using the power of real estate. I'm Jack Haas. And I'm Josh Koth. Here at House Dudes, we believe in a couple key principles. Number one, the best way to retain information is by teaching it to others. And number two, a rising tide lifts all boats. We're not competitors, we're a community. So let's get into some real estate investing. This episode is brought to you by Yellow Letter HQ. Head over to bit.ly slash yellow letter HD for fast, affordable, direct to seller marketing. Tired of real estate marketing campaigns that don't get results? Yellow Letter HQ is one of the most competitive direct mail campaigns that can save your budget and your sanity. They deliver a fast campaign turnaround that gets your phone ringing. Check out their services at bit.ly slash yellow letter HD. Well, we have Blake Templeton on the line, and Blake, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, very timely. I know you have a book coming out, and you, and you know, with the possibility of what could be coming out of COVID nineteen, the uh, you know, there's a possible recession on the horizon. I think we have a lot to chat about, but why don't we start things off with you uh, in introducing yourself? Yeah, Jack, first of all, I just appreciate you bringing me on. Um, I appreciate the opportunity. It's always my passion to pour in and um, share multiple things. One, experience. It's one of the most valuable things we have, right, to give. Uh, last 14 years, I've done 300 plus transactions in real estate investments and not one single has lost money. Uh, not one single investor, excuse me, has lost money. And so um, that that in itself is probably one of the one of the things I cherish in sharing because it wasn't, uh, it wasn't always just, you know, easy to actually process through. And for most investors, if you're like me, you know, in 2006, I was a college dropout without a penny to my name, knew I wanted to own my own business some way, mm-hmm. somehow, and uh, ended up uh, paying a multimillionaire to mentor me or maybe persuading him to mentor me is a better way to say it. And he said, Pay me a lot of money. And then I went and persuaded Wells Fargo to give me a personal loan. And we're off to the races. I ended up burning the bridge behind me and forging through and ended up, you know, making six figures the first year, doubling the next, doubling the next. But the point I think it's probably most important to understand was uh, I didn't have the capacity. A lot of pe- people get stuck in the beginning just to take an action, but mine was. I didn't have the capacity for how much money I was making. I didn't have the maturity, didn't have the I didn't have the wisdom of what I would call the wisdom of God to actually handle it. Mm-hmm. And God set me down and it was just the like come to Jesus moment and he said, "You know, I've made you good at doing this not for yourself, but so that you can actually help others." And that's actually where the book The Solomon Way came to fruition 14 years ago in the birthing of inside of me. And uh, I just went back to my roots and found myself in the Bible and half, you know, in the middle of the Bible, you've got King Solomon, you know, 3000 years ago, and he just became King. And he's in his, you know, in his early teens, late, um, or excuse me, a late teens, early twenties. And, uh, and God says, what's one thing that you want? And he said, I want, wisdom. And it it always just, it hit me because at that time I was arrogant and I was prideful and it was all about building my empire and building, doing this thing to build my identity. And, and it was my money 
and God just literally flipped it on its head and made it to where it was actually me managing his money and me walking in his wisdom versus me leaning on my own understanding. So the book, The Solomon Way, is uh, and it just got released today, by the way. I'm so excited that, uh, that we were able to schedule this. The Solomon Way is detailing the wealth strategy of the world's wisest man for the 21st century investor. Mm-hmm. I mean, Solomon was the, not only was he the very first trillionaire, but he was the very first one to actually document his, the nuances of the, the, the pillars and the, and the dimensions of how he did his investments and why he did them, how the, how God's wisdom came through his investments. And um, I coined it as a three dimensional investment and the three dimensional investment. That's what we've built the last 14 years on where no investors lost money. And Jack, I can tell you for sure that it wasn't my crystal ball that how we've done well, but it's truly following these ancient principles in the Solomon way. So let's, let's start with that three dimensional way that you, you, you brought up because uh, you've uh, with the emails that I've exchanged with your assistant or, or what have you there, uh, they even talked about you being in a position to be almost recession proof. Like how have you uh, leveraged that to, to bear what we might be facing here? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I go back and I think through, you know, uh, what it, what it's like to not be three-dimensional. And the first dimension is that everything Solomon did, King Solomon did, every investment he did was with directed with the wisdom of God. So it was directed by God. And so in real estate, just make it practical, we still have earthly wisdom that we to walk out, like our due diligence and uh, and for instance, when we go into a market, we we might buy out a large um, package of specific investments. Uh, when we go into any industry, we have 13 different economic indicators that they've got to all line up a certain percentage on a certain amount of years in a row. And it's like it's like you know putting muscle on a guy by by still stripping away his fat. It's like the, a very hard thing to do, but it, if that market has that, man, that's a very strong market. Mm-hmm. But without the wisdom of God, Jack, we've been into some situations where we've done all our due diligence. It looks perfect. Everything looks like it's just the silver lining investment. And I just felt and heard the voice of the Lord say, like, this is not a good investment. And then we come to find out later that it ended up not being because some stuff wasn't, you know, revealed or vice versa. You know, it's like, man, the economic indicators and the, our due diligence just shows that it's just shy. It's just, it's not going to meet our numbers. It's just not, it's not worth it. And then I felt direct peace of the Lord, like pushing it forward. Very like It was just very clear that he was for it. He had favor on it. And we do it, and then there some things break loose, and we see that it has exponential benefits. And so that's the first thing: is the first pillar, the first dimension is God's wisdom, like being directed by God. I find Jack all the time people who, uh, especially our real estate investors, they still have an arm or a leg, even maybe in the stock market. Mm-hmm. And you know they've been such a good steward in so many facets, um, but they actually just kind of 
those, those monies might have just got been put there in the very beginning and they just kind of left them there. It was just kind of like, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And I would say that the stock market is a one dimensional investment and it, it doesn't actually have tangible value. And that second dimension is tangible value. So it's the land and then it's the improvements on the land. So it has to be God directed and then it's the tangible value with improvements. And so as the, you know, the stock market would be, obviously it's not tangible. And uh, matter of fact, the value is an emotional value. It's not even built on the actual company, uh, you know, gross revenue or even net profit. It's actually just the emotional value of what's. So what we'd want to say is, we, man, let's pull all that out of the market. Let's, let's more of a casino. Let's take the chips out of the casino, cash them in, and let's go put that in tangible. So first dimension, again, is um, being God-directed. And second dimension is tangible value. So it has to be a tangible value. The third dimension is it's got to have cash flow. So it's a business that sits on the land, on the improvements. It's not the improvements, but the business that breathes through it, and that has actual cash flow running through it. And um, again, just going back to the stock market for, for a second, um, again, just because it's practical, everyone's got 50 or 100 or, you know, some 401k money, some IRA money stick, still there. Well, more than 50% of uh, stocks don't even pay a dividend anymore. And so that would be the hopes of the old cash flow in the 1800s when the stock market was actually created, every stock paid a dividend. And so the collusion has shifted things um, to such degree that like, uh, you know, there's no cash flow and then it's really not correlated to the actual tangible value of the actual company. So these three dimensions have ran our real estate portfolio in, uh, in being God directed right now in this unprecedented time. That's, that's the most important one. And that's, it's not even... Jack, it's not even a, a spiritual orientation directly for the person, for the listener. We have investors all the time that are atheists and, and they'll say, Blake, I don't really agree with everything where you are spiritually, but uh, I invest all my money with you because if there is a God, I want to be protected by his wisdom. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's the realization that everyone knows we have blind spots personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all got blind spots. As man, we will fail. And so we've got to actually utilize the wisdom of Solomon in the Solomon way he was directed by God. And so that's my, my largest encouragement to, to your listeners is, man, in this season, it's time to call a timeout. It's time to cut the emotions of all the things that you can't control. And it's time to look at your investments having to be directed by God. Yeah. So, you know, when you say uh, directed by God, let's, let's explore that a little bit. Is it, when you say that, is it like uh, trusting, trusting your gut? Uh, You know, I'm, I'm trying to get uh, uh, some of my brain wrapped around the the concept of what do you mean by that? I mean, is is it just that instinct that something doesn't feel right and you, you, you actually listen to it or because we all have that to a certain extent, but uh, a lot of us will ignore it depending on what, what's on the, on the screen or on the piece of paper in front of us. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right. 
um, we it's easy to lean on our own understanding. It's easy to to not cut ties with the emotions on earth. It's easy to um, to buy into the the soap opera, especially with you know in the past the the COVID nineteen and all the drama, sixteen um, percent unemployment rate, and you know um, the GDP falling out from under us, and you know, it's it's there's a lot of noise, and you and I we've got to actually know the difference between wind and wisdom, and so to answer that question. Uh, I can't speak for everyone, but what I can do is I can speak from what, what the Lord's taught me through the Solomon way is that, you know, for the last 14 years, uh, every single investment that we do, I, it's been built on his precedent, like him revealing industries to us, him revealing a market to us, him revealing um, why numbers are what they are, what they aren't. And it's, it's like truly hearing his voice. It's, um, hearing is the voice of God in our investment decisions, when to buy, when to sell, when to tweak, when to actually um, in, input more money, even though it financially wouldn't make sense, but put more money into it because of something that was going to happen. And, um, you know, the hardest thing is, is, is I think the, I mean, the first thing is we just got to realize that where, where do we have money that's not stewarded like that? And, you know, the easiest way is the low hanging fruit. So we just take some small steps. If you, if anyone has money in the market, well, I don't know who the advisory company is, but if they weren't directed by God, you just have to call a timeout and say, you know, if they can't control the market, you'd want to be invested with someone who is walking in the wisdom of God, who can actually at least control what's in front of them. They can at least control the tangible investment. Mm -hmm. And so um, my, you know, you, you mentioned the ATM machine. It's, it's so important in this unprecedented time for everyone to have a ATM machine on the side, a, a building block that just produces money like an ATM machine so if you're in real estate and you've already got some apartments or you've got your duplex or you got what you got your gig, we're just going to call it your gig. It could even be a high paying job if you're doing the property management yourself, but whatever you got here, my challenge is, is to activate a little money machine. And that's in a, in a 3D investment, a three dimensional investment. You don't even have to go create all your 3D you know, your three-dimensional investments, you can actually invest into a three-dimensional investment. So like with Boron Capital with our company, that's all we do is we create these three-dimensional investments. And for example, um, we have one that's an 8% fixed rate of return. And it's, you can take the distribution or it compounds. But let's just take the compound example. So if you had money in the market, well, number one, we'd want to activate that money. We want to pull that money out of the market because the market's not a three-dimensional investment. It's not going to follow the Solomon way. It's not going it's, to, it's based on the emotional and it's an intangible. So we want to activate that money because it's actually the net worth that's in the market is actually net worthless. It's like it doesn't have any value because it's, it's not tangible. Mm -hmm. So you activate that by taking it out of the market. And then we then want to protect it and collateralize. And how do we do that? In a 3D investment, it's actually invested into the real estate. 
and then it spits out an 8% return. Now, the beautiful thing is, is on an ATM machine like this, um, it's in the private market, not the public market, so not the stock market. It's in the private sector. It's in the private market, and it's a three-dimensional investment that runs without you. And when you compound it, then just take, for example, $100,000 at 8%, and it compounds for 30 years. So just like if Bob had money in the market and he's just going to let it roll, just take it out of the market, put it in tangible that's going to actually compound for you. And after 30 years, that 8% compounding each year, that $100,000 is now a million dollars. And over that 30 years, it actually now becomes a 30% rate of return on that 100000 Now That's the power of a three-dimensional investment. That's the power of it, you know, having a recession-proof entity. And, um, you know, for all my investors that are in the apartment world and you're thinking, you know, I'm, I got big gains coming. Like we, if this happens right and we do this right and, and, you know, I'm hoping that this is going to happen. And so that's good. You, you got some of that. If that, if that like gives you the passion, the, the purpose, good. Um, but you've got to have something, you know, like Solomon's investments were all three dimensional investments. They were, that's how he actually created massive wealth. That's how he gained such capacity for, uh, for the wealth he had. And it was, he was again, walking in that wisdom. So, you know, you're coming at it at a very different approach than most people that I've talked to, you know, the, at least the mindset piece of it with the, with, um, you're very, you wear your spirituality on your sleeve. You, you, uh, you're very comfortable talking about this. Is, is, is this, did this originate from your mentor or how did, how did this come about? As far as the three-dimensional investment or? Yeah, you know, you, the King Solomon way. I mean, you look like a fairly yeah. young guy. Uh, it, it's, it seems to be, uh, yeah. it's, just in, it's just a very interesting approach. I mean, I, I haven't run into a lot of people who sure. would even consider this. Sure. Yeah, I appreciate you asking. Um, yeah, let me just... Let me uh, fill in a little bit more about my actual story. So I shared a little bit, but after those first three years when I doubled and tripled those my my revenue and I was making a good rate of return, uh, I had you know I was doing this is back when I was doing what I'd call one dimensional investments. This is back in single family homes was the majority of what we did. We were wholesaling properties. Um, I had a massive short sale system. Uh, we were then doing. Um, had eight different crews doing, um, taking those wholesales that we'd buy and doing massive renovations and then sell them on the retail market. And then I was selling this course, you know, all over the nation. So I'm telling people how to do this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, you know, making somewhere in the ballpark after all my expenses, after all I could spend, still netting about 50000 a month, just rolling in. Um, and that pride and that arrogancy come, came in, as I told you. And uh, long story short, the Lord actually just set me down and had the banker call me and, and he was trying to let me have me surrender everything to him. What I didn't know then was it was truly wanting me to model after 
Solomon. It wanted me to model one who's actually walking out financial stewardship correctly. And I'm, I'm modeling earthly models who aren't walking it out, who are, you know, good guys and making good money. And that's all I was modeling. And so banker calls and says, Hey, I'm the hatchet man. And unfortunately the banks hired me. The bank's not doing good. The one that had the eight properties they were doing the renovations on. And he says, um, we're getting rid of all of our investor loans. And mm -hmm. so you get 21 days to pay those off in cash. And if you don't pay those off in cash, well, they're all going to go to foreclosure. And I had this moment of reckoning because, see, Jack, I was actually the king of stopping everyone's foreclosures. That was the name of my game in right. short sales. I would mm -hmm. go save the day. I was the hero. We had a 93% success rate. And we really owned our whole entire region. I mean, we were just killing it. And all of a sudden, the irony with, with God was, if Blake, if you don't surrender, Blake, if you don't actually surrender over the power and the, the ego, then like your name is now on the platter. And so I did what every good, wise achiever would do. I'm, I'm going to fight this. I'm going I'm to... I'm going to you know, fix this problem. I can take care of it. So I went to you know, eight different banks. And at this point, I mean, I had more cash. I had tons of cash in the bank, six figures in the bank. I had um, eight, you know, 800 credit score. I had all the things on paper to, to meet the need. Every bank, I went to eight different banks. Every bank said, hey, yeah, we'll, we'll refinance them. No big deal. Yeah, all good. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, are they in pre-foreclosure? but yeah, but wait, you don't, you don't get it. You don't understand. You know, I'm, I'm current. I am, I'm current on all my notes. Like don't, and I became a leper. Mm. They literally just said, nope, sorry. And they literally shunned me. And it was this moment like Blake, like God talking to you, Blake, we can do this as long as you want to do it. As, I mean, we can play this game, but mm -hmm. I have a bigger purpose for you. Fast forward, you know, I'm actually, three days before these properties, eight properties go to foreclosure. I'm laying prostrate on the ground in my living room. And I'm like, the pain and the agony is so great. And I'm, I just call out to the Lord. I'm like, man, you can have it all. Like the pain is so great. You can have the house I'm living in. You can have the eight houses. You can have my business. You can have it all. If I got to move back in with my parents, oh, whatever I got to do. If I can just keep my relationship with you and if you'll redeem my name, because now my name looks like I got eight pre foreclosures all of a sudden. And it was like the Lord literally said, Blake, man, we could have done this a whole different way. And the next day the banker calls me and he says, uh, well, um, we decided not to foreclose. We decided to uh, let you keep the properties we'll just renew the notes and just pay 2% down on each one of them and we're good. What? And literally the Lord then just told me as clear as day to me, Jack, he said, okay, Blake, now I'm going to give you a little and you're going to have to be faithful with that little. And then if you're faithful with that little, I'll give you a little bit more. So you're going to have to be faithful with that. And that little sometimes didn't pay my employees, you know, and I'm like, how do you, how do you, how do you, but I had to go find a way. And the, and I was faithful with that. And that's, is, again, you know, um, 12 years ago. And the Lord revealed this truth about Solomon. 
And the Lord revealed that, you know, Solomon actually surrendered to the Lord in the beginning in his, in his early, late teens and wanted God's wisdom. And he actually had him ruling over the entire kingdom, the whole entire country. And then he gave him wealth because of, of his heart to walk in that wisdom. And so that's where it's all come from, my man. It's just raw, digested, straight from the Lord, the road of hard knocks. And that's my passion um, in the book is to give the action steps of the, the wealth strategy of where you don't actually have to go, the, 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 you know, the route of hard knocks. So whether you're an investor that's actually um, has massive passive income and you're thinking, oh, I need to go create the ATM machine on the side of the passive income or, or you're coming in from a doctor mindset and you're, you've just been throwing some money in apartments or something and you're like, oh, that makes sense. I need to have the ATM. No matter what, you and I, we want to walk in three-dimensional investments. And that's the Solomon way. And, um, and Jack, it's, you know, the book launches today and my privilege, my desire is to, is to give the book away to your audience for free. And uh, I want to ship the book to them and just have them pay the shipping of it. I'll cover the book. I've done all the, you know, the work behind it to get that down, that price down. And I'll cover the book. And I want to give them the book. I want them to actually be able to have the book to go through the wealth strategies to, to make the tweaks that they need to make in their investment to actually transform, um, to actually have that recession-proof uh, portfolio in this season. Well, Great transition. So how would they get that information? And, and uh, I guess it's a, that's a pretty, pretty small price to pay for a book. So I, I know most of my listeners right. are, are pretty big re- readers. So it's a great opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the best way is going to be pull out your cell phone and what I want you to do is I want you to send me a text message. I want you to send a text message to Solomon. So you're going to text the word Solomon in the body of the text. Text the word Solomon to the phone number 31996. 31996. And what will end up happening is when you text the word Solomon to 31996, that will begin the communication with me. And you'll end up sending me your name and your info. I'll send you the link to go on there. You'll pay shipping. I send the book. And then this is so exciting for me, Jack, because this is like, um, this is like helping redeem everything that I had to go through in the very beginning to actually realize that I could never do it on my own. My, all the good things that I was even doing for all the people in foreclosure and like all the things I even bought a moving truck and was helping them move and was paying their first month's rent for their apartment. And, but God's like, man, that's great that you're doing good deeds, but I want your heart. I want more than just good deeds. I want your heart. And so this is truly like everything laid bare of the wealth strategies. I mean, how do you actually have wealth and still love God too? Like, how do you actually, how do you actually align everything and live for a purpose bigger than yourself, but actually protect your investments? You know, most people are the mindset that if you're a good person or you're a person right with God, you have to make less money and, and then, or you're, you're uh, you know, health with the prosperity and you got it off balance. And how do you have, you know, both and how do you actually use your wealth to influence other people? So again, it's text Solomon to 31 
1-800-926-9996. And it'd be my privilege to have the book sent to you. All you pay is shipping and handling. So, well, I, I can't uh, thank you enough. This was a great conversation. And, um, you know, I, I, I think you point something out that's very important and, and something that I don't think is said w- very often. You, you, you also, you mentioned that um, a lot of people ask about how can you believe in God and seek wealth in, in, in any kind of fashion. Right. Right. And I actually believe that, that God actually wants us to be wealthy and wants us to do well, and we're doing a disservice if we're not doing our best to um, bear fruit from his talent. Right. Absolutely. So, but thank you so much. It was a great conversation and, and I hope we can do it again. Hey man, Jack, I would love it. Um, and I would just want to share one last thing with your listeners that, yeah, I don't know where you are in this season and where the Lord has you, whether you're in abundance or in lack. But one thing that I've learned from uh, Peter is that he said that I learned the secret of whether I was in lack or whether I was in abundance of having peace with the Lord and knowing that that lack season will actually pass. And if I can just hold on to my profession and my faith, that there will be uh, abundance in the coming day. So I want to encourage you guys with that, that uh, we're in an unprecedented time. So if, it, if it's caught you in a hard time, realize there's still hope for a future. So, well, I can't ask for an ending better than that. So I thank you again, sir. And uh, like I said, I hope we can do it again sometime. Hey, that'd be my privilege, Jack. It's good to see you, buddy. Talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you. We've put a lot of effort into providing useful content, and if you've found value in the show and have any interest in supporting us with a small donation, head over to patreon.com slash housedudes. And if you have any thoughts or questions, shoot us an email at info at housedudes.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at housedudes. And if you like what you're hearing, head over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It really helps other investors out there find the show. And remember, massive positive impact requires massive positive action. We'll see you next time. This episode is brought to you by HouseDudes.com. Do you have time to actively manage flipping and rentals yourself? If so, go for it. If you live in a market that won't cash flow or don't have the time to do all the work, are you just out of luck? If there was a way to participate more passively, would that appeal to you? I'm sure you have questions about how the process works and what to do next. If that's the case, fill out the form on housedudes.com investors, and we'll reach out to see if you are a good fit for our business. This is first come first serve, and we will have to stop taking applications when our goals are met. See you at housedudes.com investors. a man what to do with his money but if you ain't investing in property then you're dumber than a dummy i'm not dumb i'm smart well buy property that's my advice